Hey, sweets. Hey, savories. I'm Alyssa. I'm AJ, and this is the Sweet, Sweet or Savory, Savory Podcast. Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Sweet or Savory Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. We're getting deep today. Yes. What is the first thing that ever broke your heart? Oh, my God. Jumping right in, huh, Julie? (laughs) We're jumping in. No time for chit-chat. We're going deep today. Whoa. Tell me. Whoa. Let's go. In five, four. I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Deep conversation starters is actually our topic for today. And you literally just started it off right now, which we are starting a deep conversation. Do you have an answer? You have an answer probably. Um, that is a deep first? one. No, that's a that's a that is a really kind of shocking thing because you think about it and then you maybe feel something. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, you know you've heard several times that my dad has passed away, and obviously I take that with me in my personal life and have learned a lot from it, and it has affected me. Uh, in a lot of positive ways, which is great, but also, uh, of course, it breaks me every time I I really think about it. And I guess that would technically be the first thing that broke my heart, which was, you know, my mom uh, pulling us into a room. We're on the way, me and my my sister, sisters, we're on the way with my mama Zenny and my other aunt from church uh, because my mom got a call or my mom called us to to go there, I guess, to the hospital. And then when, when we get there, we get taken into a room and then, you know, my mom tells me and my sister because Justine was only six months old. And she says, um, you know, your dad is not no longer with us and i just remember keep saying i kept saying what what do you mean like no no you know and i think my sister jasmine was silent at least that's what i remember and yeah it sucked and i heard my uh my auntie zenny just crying hysterically in the other room because she went to go visit his body already in the room that was still there so Whew. I know. Oh gosh. That's chill. Was it sudden? Uh no. So uh the the background is that my dad, you know, was a a pianist and musician and he sweat a lot when he played piano. He played piano every Sunday for like five different services and he wanted to get rid of the problem that made him sweat. So the doctors uh were did a minor procedure and I remember the day he went in you know, he, I was just like, all right, bye, dad. You know, I love you. And uh, he was in the hospital for three weeks because the procedure, one of the doctors uh, cut something on accident. <gasps> and he, you know, bled more than usual and he had to stay in the hospital. He eventually caught hospital pneumonia and then he passed oh, away. Oh, my gosh. And another heartbreaking thing about that is that that doctor works at the hospital. So this was all at the hospital that my mom worked at. And the doctor who did that 
still worked there until recently, and my mom was the one who threw his retirement party. And I think in a way mm -hmm. she wanted to, you know, fully go full circle and forgive him. You wow. know, and she forgave him a long time ago, of course, in, in her mind, but she threw the retirement party I of had the no doctor idea. who uh, was essentially responsible for my dad's death. I wow. Yeah. Did your heart break after the surgery or do you, did it take three weeks is still kind of sudden. I did not know what was going on, really. You know, I was 10 years old. I was like, why is he still in the hospital? I had thought it mostly had to do with that he smoked when he was, you know, he quit smoking maybe 20 years before he passed away and that his like lungs were too black and then some complication happened because they couldn't see, you know, because you got to go into like the armpit area and cut the sweat gland in there. Uh -huh. So I, I didn't fully understand. It wasn't until, you know, there was a lawsuit with the hospital that we won money from because it was like, you know, wrongful. Uh, yeah. You know like what I mean? The legal term. The legal for terms for malpractice. malpractice. Yeah, yeah something like that. So I was like, oh, the hospital was at fault here. And it was tough because my dad was a musician. So he didn't make, you know, social security money, things like that. Um, so it was a it was a blessing, obviously, that we got to get money in that in that lawsuit for us when we turned 18 and things like that. But yeah. Wow. It um my my heart breaks thinking about that day that we let him go into surgery thinking that that was a normal day. Mm. Literally, I remember thinking like 99% and reading like the terms or someone telling me, you know, 99% of the time the surgery just goes well. You remember that? Yeah, I remember it. That's yeah. crazy wow. that you remember the before part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was, it, it did feel like a normal day. Wow. Yeah, so anyway, uh, that's a great way to start so the podcast. So your heart broke? Wow, I'm so surprised. <laughs> I wish that's I went horrible. first. Mine is about a boy. <laughs> hey, all that stuff is, is valid as well. You know what? Actually, during that time, and I've talked for seven minutes straight now, but during that time, actually, I remember this girl I had a crush on, and her name was Annette, I think, or something like that. And I was, while my dad was in the hospital... I remember visiting him one time before, you know, he passed away and there were like tubes in his mouth and everything like that. And Aww. he couldn't talk back. And I remember just, uh, I don't know, being excited about this girl. I didn't tell him about it or anything. I was talking mostly about my, this trip that I had to Knott's Berry Farm. You were and, telling him? Yeah, I was telling him about that day. Aww. And he just mumbled what I thought was and my, what my mom said to me was, uh, he said, I love you you know, with like tubes in his mouth and stuff. But I was just telling him about my day. Wow. And, uh, but I remember worrying about or being concerned about this girl that I had a crush on in in fifth grade, <laughs> you know? So like the that kind of intertwined and, um, but yeah, it was, it was sudden to answer your question mm -hmm. because obviously everybody thought it was just going to be fine. And then, you know, everyone at school sent me cards and stuff. My teacher, you know, it was a big deal for everybody because, you know, he didn't have cancer or anything. Yeah, it, it just... wasn't. Yeah, I, f I feel like that feels su like two to three weeks feels sudden. Mm -hmm. yeah. Even it's if it's not enough time to process anything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, that happened 10 days after his birthday. And we spent his birthday in the hospital wow. singing songs to him and stuff. 
things like that. But yeah, it was a major heartbreak. That's for sure. Oof. 10 years old. Oh, sad. What about you, Alyssa? <laughs> I know that was such a so heavy, like, so heavy. I feel kind of no, literally. pain yeah. in my chest a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my first, <laughs> the first thing that ever broke my heart was actually disappointing my parents. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. And it was, it's related to a, a guy that I dated in high school oh. that I lied to my parents about. <gasps> and this was the, the first big fight that I've ever had with my parents. And it's funny because I was already almost in college. So I was already older, but they felt very strongly about it not being a good idea. Like me dating him being a bad idea. And they were basically like, you should stop seeing him, all these things. And I was like, I'm an adult. I'm 18 years old. I can see him if I want to. And so I lied about it. And I saw, I was like still dating him after, you know, high school and stuff, even though they told me that I needed to break up with him after high school. Yeah. At that age though, you're like, no. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I remember when they found out that I was still dating him because a family friend ran into us and told them like at the mall or at something? the mall Shut literally up. at the mall <laughs> um and i told them that i was they were like asking me what i did for lunch blah 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 blah, blah. i was like oh yeah i just ate in the school cafeteria like whatever it was called at the time and my, I remember my dad looking at my mom. Like I knew I was lying. I've been lying for like weeks at that point. Yeah. And my dad looked at my mom and was like, "We have a problem here." <gasps> and I was oh like, "You'll always remember what? that." He said exactly that. <laughs> yes. And I, I remember us talking about it and like them explaining why they didn't think it was a good idea and that the real reason why they were upset was that I was lying to them for yeah. weeks about it. And the look on their face when they found out that I lied was really sad. And it yeah. broke my heart when my dad was crying about oh, no. it and saying like, I just want the best for you. Like he's not the best for you. And my mom saying, you really disappointed your dad. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Oh, and your yeah, your dad rarely cries or oh, really yeah. shows emotion. My dad you know? rarely so. cries. I've probably seen him cry a total of like five times in in your life. Um, okay, maybe that's exaggerating. Sure, sure, but recent. But remembering it, if I can like as recall an as an adult, less than ten times yeah. I can remember I was there seeing one of the times. him cry, and. You know, the other times were at his mom's funeral and right, right, right. when we had like family meetings, but this was a time where he was actually upset at me. And that Disappointment really is worse than even just being angry. Yeah. So that's really deep. It was, it was very hurtful at the time. And I mean, I ended up breaking up with him. <laughs> well, yeah, we're getting married. So thank God. So I guess it was a good thing. <laughs> they were watching out. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> your dad knew. Your dad. Just wait for AJ best. Raphael. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, your dad is really, he's a really protective guy and he really does want the best for you guys. So I can totally see why and how it affected him and how that could break your heart because, you know, you look up to your parents, you look yeah. up to your dad. and mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Wow. Are you going to share something really heartbreaking too, Julie? Oh, no. I actually have one that's like really lame. (laughs) Okay, let's hear it. It's not even really heartbreak, but I specifically remember the first time that I felt angry. And it was when I watched The Dark Knight. Whoa. (laughs) The Joker. That's the one with the Joker, right? Yes. The Joker that's on my arm. Yeah. That brought out a new emotion for me. I was like, why do I feel so bad right now? What is this feeling? And I was watching it and I was like, I, I feel like like hot in my heart. And I was like, this is anger. <gasps> this is what people feel when they feel anger. And it unleashed angry Julie. <gasps> I and am from shocked. then on, I was able to feel that emotion. What? The mm-hmm. dark night. The dark night. I was 2012. So How old were you in 2012? 2012, I was 19. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. First time angry ever? Like I that? Mean, the Like wrath. I, yeah, I was so mad at the Joker. I mean, I've had other times that I felt like mad, you know, like, oh, why did you do that to me? Whatever. But that was the first time I felt it like in my like heart and soul. I was like, I am oh. so, so angry with the wow. Joker. And I just, it was like, I had never felt that. I had never felt actually angry was before. I think I had felt just annoyed or bitter or whatever. Do you but. remember what triggered it? Like the ship when he's telling them to choose? I blocked it. I blocked it all out of my head. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, I don't I think it was just the way that the Joker was so evil with no like Yeah, no cause really. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, you're I mean, and maybe with the new Joker movie there's some more background or whatever, but I feel like there was yeah, he was just so evil, just so purely evil. And it wasn't like some of the villains that, you know, you kind of get attached to their story and you kind of feel for yeah. them or they're just like so fantastic that they're just not real. And so you're just like, oh, you don't, yeah, yeah. you don't attach the Joker. I feel like it was somewhere right in between where it was like kind of realistic enough mm-hmm. in a way like somebody could, some, people do act like that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was just that I was getting older and so I was connecting it or something. But I just... Oh, I feel I still I still feel it in my like stomach wow, yeah, when I think about really it. I was angry so it. angry. Yeah, I mean his the whole psychology of the Joker is that it is um just no reason for his chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh and he balances the Batman out because Batman has a reason for his vengeance and it's really, you know, for his parents and stuff. But mm-hmm. he doesn't his relationship with the Joker is that he doesn't kill the Joker as well. So he just lets that happen. It's a complicated relationship and story, but wow. Yeah. Interesting to know. Did you know this, Nathan? About her? Yeah. Oh, you knew this, yeah. First time. Core memory. Core memory. (laughs) And also Heath Ledger was just an amazing actor. Yeah. I think there also was an element of like everything that happened around that time with the movie, like the violence and the theater, and then also with Heath Ledger and everything. So I think that kind of added to it too. It was just a heavy, a heavy feeling. Um, do you want to move on to yeah, another Yeah, let's move question. on. I think this next one is more fun. All right, Julie, take us away. All right, next question. Moving in a different direction. What is a hyperbole that you think is used too much? Let's go into what a hyperbole is because <laughs> I did have to look this up when I saw this. And actually, this deep conversation starter uh, topic we found on TikTok. Yes. So these are questions actually straight from the TikTok. TikTok video. The TikTok video. Uh, so what is hyperbole, Julie? Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Okay, a hyperbole is an exaggerated statement or a claim not meant to be taken literally. So, you know, like it's raining cats and dogs or I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. Could you eat a horse though, really? No. So, it's an exaggeration. No. Yeah, it is. Except in the Oregon Trail days. <gasps> They ate horses. Uh, Actually, for this one, I wanted to bring in some audience participation because we did ask our Instagram followers what they thought of this question. And here we go. What's a hyperbole you think is used too much? The first one I see is literally. Is that it? Yeah. I I use use that that one all the time. When it's actually not literal. It's not literal It's not even possible to be literal. Uh, that one's from Jenny Cat 3 Thank you for uh, sending in. You sent in two. And here's your second one. I've told you a million times. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I use a lot of hyperboles because I use that one too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stanton G says, cry me a river. Uh, Never use oh, that one. That's rude. <laughs> oh, cry me a river. Oh, yeah. Okay, here's one where Justin I think. Justin Timberlake. Yeah, Justin Timberlake. This is where I think that we all use. Oh, Lexi from our Glisten Up team says. Literally died. Mm-hmm. I use that. It's popular right now. I use that without shame, though. I feel like the meaning of literal is just changing. Yeah. And I know I know it's not literal. <laughs> I say it anyways. Yeah. And I don't feel like... I'm not trying to stop myself. It's I, just I a just saying. Say it. It's yeah. just a saying, it, like, Language literally. evolves. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this one makes me sad because... And this is from Denzel Jones, who is an avid fan of our, our pod. So shout out to Denzel. I love you to the moon and back. Because you know why. Your mom. Yeah, she my always mom says, says that, that one. To us as I like kids. That one. And I, I guess, believe it. It's real. Yeah, it's real from, <laughs> from mom. She listens to the podcast. <laughs> um, it's Lizette says, I'm so hungry I can eat a cow. Uh, but it's Lizette also says, it costs an arm and a leg. Mm. I d- when people say that, it's like so dad jokey. No, I've people have used it for me saying... <laughs> Literally, literally, literally. <laughs> someone was giving me advice on uh, wedding rings, like choosing a wedding ring. And they were saying like, I remember them saying that one's going to cost you an arm and a leg that they meant it. I, think. I mean, if you could, if you could uh, like see what that cost is, you know what I'm saying? Well, they, you don't know what the literal cost is. You're like, actually, I have a brand deal. So. <laughs> no, they they did, though. Oh, yeah. amputate. Huh? What? <laughs> Wait. He wears oh, phone. like the, you're saying. That's what I'm saying. I see. Like, okay. Is this ableist? Is <laughs> this conversation? I know. I know. <laughs> that, I think maybe that saying is probably ableist. So. Let's just stop saying it costs an arm and a leg. Okay. All right? I feel like this is a good time to plug Brilliant Earth and be like, they actually do not use slavery and yeah, yeah, they, uh, they it's don't not use, costing they don't anyone. Yes. The mind, the diamonds. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's they don't. It's made in a lab and it's ethical. Yeah, and the ones that are not made in a lab that are real diamonds are not made in the way, like they're not blood diamonds, apparently. The ones that they also have. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, I got one, last one from the audience, and this one is actually... A really hot take. This one is from Leo from One Down and Kumu. He says, quote, our love is unconditional, unquote. It's not. Even married couples have conditions like being faithful. Oh. oh. Is that a condition? It's interesting. 
I've heard that people saying that similarly because I've been watching a lot of TikToks about wedding vows because I'm writing mine. I'm trying to. Oh, you are? <laughs> well, I need to start thinking. You're okay. a really good speaker, okay? Anytime. Um, <laughs> but I've seen some videos about unconditional love, the saying unconditional love with another person. Is it really unconditional? Like mm. Everyone has some sort of conditions when it comes to relationships yeah so i can see where where leo's coming from sure i think the yeah very uh, i don't know uh, <laughs> and <laughs> not not mean like not uh intentional like not always intentional sure but i think we all have conditions with each with other each other you yeah know, uh, friendships relationships Marriage or not yeah i think of I, i'm not I, I'm not overly religious, but you know, I think of God's love would be technically unconditional, right? Jesus's love, but that's who I would model my love for like a partner you mm -hmm. from. So, but yeah, I, I mean, in a, in a polygamous relationship that there's conditions too, you, right? Like, We've talked to some people about like their open relationships and stuff, and mm -hmm. they have specific conditions as well. Rules. So not even, yeah, rules. So not even in a monogamous relationship. Yeah. <laughs> that was a hot, hot that's a, That's a hot, that's a hot <laughs> You don't even know how to it's respond to it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Agree. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think that my love for you would be unconditional. Also, Love might be different than marriage. Mm. Like maybe, mm. I mean, till death do us part. But I suppose like, like you said, cheating, like, I mean, yeah. that's not a hundred, hundred, hundred percent definitely going to break up a marriage, mm -hmm. but it's mm -hmm. pretty, it's, it's a, a big, big one. one. It's a big one. And, big but you could theoretically still love the person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even if you didn't. You know, stay together. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. Let's move on, I think. <laughs> that one was way harder than I expected. Yeah, Me too. Was... Wait, I, I didn't say mine. I'm so Did sorry. Did you say yours? No, I didn't say it. Oh, okay, I, okay. I just brought up audience okay, reactions. Right. But is do you have a hyperbole that you think is overused? No, not a hyperbole. More of a cliche. Mm -hmm. Okay, what is it? I think the cliche, this is another hot one, though. Do we want to go there? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Julie's like no Gotta get my water <laughs> replenish all my sweat the saying that I think is used too much is everything happens for a reason mm. Ooh. and I know that that saying is often used to alleviate pain or make people feel better have people have faith mm -hmm. but there are some times where I don't think Everything happens for a reason. And it's such an extreme saying that is often overused in every single circumstance, whether you don't get a job or you're, you break up with your partner mm -hmm. or sometimes when people pass away, people say that everything happens for a reason. Yeah, And I just think sometimes things just need to be mm. like life sometimes is just the way it is. And maybe there are reasons for certain things happening. Who knows? Yeah. Higher power, whatever that is. But I think people use it a lot to make people feel better. And it doesn't make me feel better. So you don't better. like it as a device I don't for like, that? Yeah. 
but even just letting something be be is reason there would be a reason for that i suppose so yeah but yeah. i agree i mean that that phrase can be overused definitely in, in the way that people say it like everything happens for a reason so don't worry about it don't stress about yeah. it don't yeah. Like there's going to, you'll figure out like one day you'll, one day you'll know the reason for this. And I feel like that makes us constantly search for reasons behind everything. That's fair. Yeah. And sometimes maybe, yes, some good comes out of it, but that doesn't mean that's why it happened. Maybe exactly. it's just like, oh, I'm going to respond to this and hopefully something good will come. But maybe it just happened and it, it's not like it happened so that you could have the good thing. That's it. That's it. That's and that's it. why you hate the Joker because he does everything with yes. no reason. <laughs> yes. No reason oh. behind it. And my dad's going to be mad because that's his favorite saying. Oh. <laughs> everything happens for a reason is his favorite saying. I mean, and you're not saying it's untrue. I'm not. You're mm-hmm. just saying it's one of those things that are is overused. Mm-hmm. And that is totally fair. Thank you. You're, yes, I hear you. I see you. (laughs) Speaking of fathers, (laughs) what trait of yours do you want to pass along to your children? All right. So I know this will eventually come up for us, you know, uh, but we have some special guests who all (laughs) answered this question. And I want to start off with the youngest participant, actually. Uh, this is Ella J. Bosco. Aww. I believe she's 16 years old. And she is an actress. She was in the movie Birds of Prey with Margot Robbie. Uh, she was Cassandra Kane, who in the comics eventually becomes Batgirl. And Ella J. is so amazing. She has a new single out that came out already. So check eye. it out. Eye to Eye and Bubble Tea. All right. This is uh, what Ella had to say. Okay, so the question is, what trait of yours do you want to pass along to your children? Um, <laughs> the tra- I mean, the trait I probably want to pass down to my kids is the confidence in being a talker and being a social person, you know, never being afraid to make new friends and make new conversation with people because because I, you know, work in the industry, I kind of find it a lot easier now and I feel like if they inherit that, they'll be a lot friendlier, nicer people in the world, but not too nice because stranger danger. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. I love that. I love that. She's yeah. thinking about that already. Um, we love you, Ella. Love you, Ella. Next, we have my sister, Jasmine Raphael. So not Justine, who we've had on for multiple the times. multiple times. Yes. Uh, yeah, we had her for which one specifically? The Oh, can you be friends, friends with, with your, your ex? ex? That was a big one. And Disneyland? Oh, wait, yeah, no, yeah. that was... She was here, but she wasn't on the episode. Oh, okay, you're right, you're right. Uh, we love you, Justine. And here is Jasmine, who is currently in a show called Anne Juliet in Toronto that hopefully will be going to Broadway. Broadway. Broadway All right, Jasmine, here we go. Jazz. A trait that I want to pass along to my children is that I've always listened to um, what calls to me and my desires like my whole life and I have such a sensitivity to it um and I just always want my kids to be be sensitive be powerfully sensitive to to what they want and what they feel is right and what they feel like would 
um, sort of enrich their lives or what they feel excited about or interested in and not be afraid to follow those passions. And, um, and yeah, I just hope that they have that sort of, uh, courage towards, towards their desires. Um, because I feel like it's led me to, to be such a full person to be able to pour into the lives of the people around me. Um, and it seems really selfish sometimes, but there's a way to sort of do it, um, while still being loving to those around you. And I want them to, yeah, just follow that because it's such a beautiful way to live. That is so Jasmine. It's 100% Jasmine. She has so much conviction and drive towards her dreams and desires and literally making it happen. Mm -hmm. And that's what she's doing right now. She's like the number one manifestation queen. She, When she wants something, she'll go for it and she makes it happen. She makes it happen. And that's what she's doing right now. We love you, Jess. Uh, congrats on your gig out in Toronto. We can't wait to see your Broadway debut. Ooh. All right, here we go. We also have our friend Issa Briones, who is on Star Trek Picard right now, both seasons. And she was Peggy in the Hamilton National Tour. And we're actually in a show together right now. We are in Greece, the musical, Yay. playing at Musical Yay. Theater West. And Issa plays Rizzo. And let's see what she has to say about what traits she wants to pass on to her children. Hi, Alyssa and AJ, and hello to all of you sweet or savory podcast listeners. I'm Issa Briones, and uh, my question today is, what trait of yours do you want to pass along to your children? And this question really resonates with me because I've actually been thinking a lot about um, the traits that I am grateful to have inherited from my mother. And, um, and of course there are so many, but the one that I really finally landed on is the same thing that I would like my kids to inherit from me and for them to look back on and think, oh, I got that from my mom, which is just a general spice for life <laughs> to kind of look at any, any moment in life, even the hard ones, acknowledge it, address it, and just find a way above all to have fun no matter what um and just lead with love always <laughs> love you guys <laughs> love you isa i love, I love that isa thought about her mom and traits that she wants from her mom to pass on to her kids yeah and she definitely got that her brother got oh, that their whole family the brionises uh you may know them from a lot of things but recently John John Briones was on the show Ratchet. My mom, huge oh, fan. Oh, my mom's a huge yeah. fan. Oh, my goodness. Oof. He's an OG. Love you, all the Briones family. And we have one more <laughs> one more person who is an actual mom. mother Mama. to a little girl named Isla, the cutest, most her. silly, funny kid. And this is our good friend, Kathy. I grew up making YouTube videos with her. She was in a YouTube video that you Alyssa- her full name. Oh, okay. I was leading. I was oh. leading up to it. It was like an intro. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, we grew up making singing videos together, and she was actually in a video, a Wang Fu video that Alyssa watched when she had her heart broken as well. I've watched that video 11 million times, <gasps> literally. <laughs> Hi, 
hyperbole. I approve of that hyperbole. (laughs) (laughs) And her name is Kathy Nguyen. And that video is Strangers Again. Mm -hmm. And she has a beautiful child named Isla. And here's her answer. Hey, Sweet and Savory Podcast. It is me, Kathy, and it's about time you hear my voice on here. It's because I forgot to put her in one. I love people so much and am such a fan of your content on here. So great job, you guys. Um, To answer this question of what trait I wanted to pass down to my child, as many of you may know, I do have the most silly but so adorable three-year-old daughter named Isla. And besides the obvious of what she's already inherited from me, (laughs) but no, really, every day I do try to teach her and try to remind her to be kind. Um, I know that sounds really simple, but I feel that kindness goes a really long way and something that definitely trickles down from one person to the next. And I just want her to be that person that starts the cycle and make a difference to everyone around her. And she will. She No, she already does. If you have a chance to check out a video that Kathy has on her Instagram where uh, it's Halloween and Isla is giving out candy. Um, Kathy didn't tell Isla to do this, but she gives out a piece of candy and she gives a compliment. And and it's very genuine and sweet. And she's like, I like your hat. I love your costume. That's really cool. And I just think that shows how kind and genuine she is. And she got that from you, Kathy. Yeah. And when Kathy was feeling down one time and uh, Isla just like hugged her and asked if she's okay, like such a genuine moment. Um, Yeah. Thank you for sharing those moments with us, Kathy. Uh, her Instagram is ye it's Kathy Y E E it's Kathy. If you are curious to check that out, um, I mean, I don't want us to kind of just like pass over this question, but you know, just for an interest of time, what are some traits without going like too much into it? But- I think it's simple. Mine is my compassion and empathy for others. My compassion and, and empathy for others has led me to do what I am doing in my career and. Mm-hmm. Um, always thinking about not just myself, but the impact that I am leaving on the world and the people around me. Love that. That's beautiful. Bye. Uh, I would say my charisma. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Since I was a kid, people always used to call me, wow, you're so charismatic. Like Aww. they would play for church all the, like since I was 10, I you know, that. performing since I was a kid. Um, would love them to have that trait if possible. Um, yeah. And, and also my compassion and empathy towards others and maybe also the way that I value my relationships and the way I communicate to others, uh, my love for them. And yeah. Love that. Love yeah. that. Julie? My hair. I'm just kidding. <laughs> love that. She has great hair. Um, maybe my creativity. Oh, yes. Good one. Biophilic. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not just biophilic. I know it's not just that. It's just no. It's I'm just happy Julie. that that's what you think of. I think I think that's that's my thing. In the dictionary, if you see biophilic in the dictionary, it's actually just Julie Texan. Yeah, yeah. Like posing next to plants. Yeah, I am biophilic. <laughs> another question here from the tiktok and we're really switching gears on this one i don't i personally i wouldn't consider this that deep but maybe we can bring it there who knows what color do you feel the most confident in 
I feel the most confident in, I don't know why I gravitate towards mustard terracotta colors. Yeah, you have a lot of those. I have a lot of those. And you look amazing. Yellows. They make me happy. Mm. So it makes me feel confident. It brings out the confidence. Even though in photos, I think I look great in red, but I don't wear a lot of red. It doesn't call to me. Uh. So I gravitate more towards the terracotta and mustard. So it's not necessarily about what you feel you look best in, but it's what you feel more confident in. Yes, absolutely. Mine has to do with my insecurity of my body and how I feel like mostly dark colors just kind of cover my, I don't know, like my little pudges, you know. Make me cry. Um, so I, that's why I have so many black shirts. <laughs> You're crying, babe. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't. I, <laughs> I didn't mean to. After I was I like, this one's that. not going to be deep. I know. I didn't know you felt insecure, so you choose different colors. Yeah. That's kind of sad. Um. Oh. Yeah, I, I hate. I hate wearing white shirts. And I, I actually I just told this to somebody. Um, I might have told someone on set somewhere or something. I can't believe you're crying. I told Julie, you said this wasn't a deep question. Not deep at all. Let's give over this shallow one. Uh, when I was, oh, I was wearing white and like this khaki thing and khaki shorts for a show in Texas. And I was asking my homie, Fonz, who I just met, you know, in Texas, and I told him, I was like, hey, how do I look in this, man? Be real with me because I'm really insecure when I'm wearing white mm-hmm. and I'm wearing light colors, you know? And he was like, dude, I think you look fresh, man. Like, he was like really Aww. hyping me up, you know? And I remember, sick, okay, I'm going to wear this, right? And then I did the meet and greet in the same outfit and everything. And I remember looking at those photos after the night was over, you know, on my Instagram. And I was just like, damn, I look. I look kind of big in these photos and I was like sad about it. But I'm sure no one even, you know, bats an eye or thinks thinks about that stuff at all. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm obviously not mad at Fonz or anything for hyping me up because he probably really truly believed that. But in my own eyes, I'm looking at these photos and I like hardly reposted any. I just kind of posted the videos because they move a little faster opposed to like photos where like it's <laughs> my insecurities, like someone's like zooming in. It's like, Oh, he's bigger than I thought. I, I think it also Aww. has to do with just like, you know, kind of being a public figure in a way where I was, you know, 20, 30 pounds lighter during a time where people were listening to my music a lot, you know, like specifically like Red Rose's album. And actually during that show in Texas too, oh my goodness, there's a specific headshot that was used for that, uh, the promo for that show. And I remember being interviewed for a TV station that they were going live on YouTube. And I went in there and I was like, oh yeah, that's me. Cause I'm pointing to the green screen. And the host literally said, wow, I thought that was a totally different person. Like, and he was like, that doesn't look like you. Aww, and I was just like, laugh- I'm just laughing it off. Like, Aww, thank you so much. <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, huh, that was like seven years ago. Ha ha ha. You know, but maybe he meant, because of all the extra muscle now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Beth, baby. <laughs> orange theory. Orange theory. Orange theory. Shout uh, out to orange theory. No, actually, I, you know, I did the whole full body scan and my muscle weighs a lot. Like, yeah, you're, see? <laughs> Thanks, you're guys. 
I'm just saying. Just had to bring myself up there. (laughs) (laughs) I I felt sad. (laughs) That does make sense. So as a public figure, people comment on everything. And they think, oh, it's just an innocent observation. I'm not insulting you. I'm just observing. Mm -hmm. But it is... It is insulting to be like picked apart like that. Even yeah. if even if it were for a good thing, the fact that people are so observant and feel the need to say things about everything you do, mm-hmm. I'm sure that that would in general just make you feel more self-conscious like about what people are thinking mm-hmm. yeah. in general. And yeah. that would just be one of the areas. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, it happens probably more than I think people realize, you know, if I randomly search my name on Twitter and stuff and I find some bad things about like my appearance, you know, and things like that. It does it does kind of hurt sometimes. People kind of forget that you're people, that you are a person. Yeah. But, you know, I don't really let it get to me. But, you know, if my aunt or someone tells me that I've gained weight, that I know they're being real, yeah. even though they're being unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Like, they, I didn't ask you. Yeah. Uh, but that's when you know it's kind of real. Yeah. Uh, but then the opposite, when when you do start like, getting fit or losing weight and mm-hmm. they comment on it you're like must be true then because yeah. they would call you out if you're not yeah. that's happened to me recently i'm like okay <laughs> guess it's working <laughs> i do actually feel confident in this shade of brown because of the way i look on camera right now so i'm cool with that color too <laughs> uh this is a new shirt by the way from kuyate our clothing company yeah. it'll probably be sold out by the time this episode's Aww. out uh, but yeah cool love it okay uh let's move on to the next one what's your childhood best friend's name and what do you remember about them you want me to go yeah yeah my childhood best friend actually i have a few that is not who you think of but i just want to shout out their names there's manuel from elementary school uh from butterfield elementary school and chris rocha from Vista Heights Middle School. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to... Quick shout out just in case you're listening. <laughs> no, I wanted to archive it. You know what I mean? Okay. To memorialize it. Uh, yeah. My childhood best friend is Arby, who I met in the third grade. And our dads dropped us off to CCD, which is like the Catholic religious ed school, you know, during the weekdays. So not during church. And uh, they met each other. My our dads met each other, which which is awesome because not many people knew my dad. Mm-hmm. And we got close in sixth grade when we went to the same middle school, and our moms got close. And my dad had passed away by then already. And his name is Arby, and he is going to be my best man. And we've been best friends ever since. And he's been there for me through, you know, before. I was on YouTube and before making music. And so I'm really grateful for that, to have somebody who knew me before that, who I'm still close to today. And we've taught so much about each other. (laughs) We've learned so much from each other, I mean. Uh, And when we F up in life, we call each other out and we hold each other accountable. And I think that's what best friends should do. And I'm very grateful for him. Great guy. Love you, Arby. <laughs> Love you, Arby. He's like a brother to me too. Yeah, yeah. He's the best. He's always there for my family. And I know the question is, 
what's your childhood best friend's name and what do you remember about them? <laughs> but like, he's still in he's my still life. In I'm your so life, grateful. So. <laughs> Is he uh, going to be in the wedding? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Best man. Best man. Oh. Yeah. Maybe you already said that. Yeah, I did. I did, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Julie. I was still thinking about the first two. I was, hold- I was holding my laughter for oh, a yeah, 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 I zoned yeah, yeah. out. Like Chris Rocha, I was thinking about him. I, was, I would know I was laughing at Alyssa saying, nice. nice. <laughs> I've never heard of these people. Um, yeah, no. Uh, actually, y'all missed meeting him because I didn't get to introduce y'all during my birthday, birthday. Uh, during oh. the movie screening. But you'll you'll you meet know, you'll eventually. meet him eventually. You'll meet him at, at the, the wedding, wedding and stuff. Sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Go ahead, Alyssa. My childhood. Well, my childhood best friend. The first one I could think about that I felt like was my true best friend, not a fake best friend was from elementary school through about high school. And her name was Laura Sons. Shout out to Laura. And I just remember having the silliest of times. Hmm. The middle school years, you know, Mm -hmm. we went through being like babies to being like silly little girls. And we would make YouTube videos of us biking through McDonald's. We would wear shirts with inappropriate sayings on them that we made ourselves. Yeah. We would take photo booth pictures on the MacBook, the old ones. Mm-hmm. And I just remember just being silly, like the silliest, always laughing, always having fun. I love that. We still nice. keep in touch on Laura Instagram. Sun? Yeah. We still keep in touch on Instagram, but we uh, haven't, I haven't seen her in a while. Oh. I hope you're doing well, Laura. Love you, so Laura. Cute. <laughs> you always um, remember your childhood best friend. Yeah. You do. You fond, do. Fond memories. fond memories. Okay, we have an answer from our friend Nick Casas, who is the father of Sienna. Nick and little Sienna, Sienna on Rose. TikTok. So Nick and Sienna on TikTok, they have like 13 million followers yeah. or something. You crazy. probably already oh follow them. Um, okay, so here we go. My childhood best friend. Oh, gosh. I My first one that I can go back to was probably around third or fourth grade. His name is Isaiah. We lived in the same apartment complex. He lived like a floor below me, and we would just hang out every day and play Sega Dreamcast. I remember that. Uh, but I moved away in like fourth grade, so I've never, I never talked to him again after that. Did they get to have like a, a goodbye moment, or was it just like, Didn't I'm I guess we'll never know. I guess just I, got, it's just over. I'm sad about that one. It's a, it's this a is movie. the first time I felt heartbroken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Nick, for sharing that. And thank you, Nick and Zara, uh, his girlfriend, for being avid fans of the podcast as well. Yeah. We Aww. love y'all so much. Um, Speaking of crying. Who was the last person to see you cry, Nick? The last person to see me cry was anybody in the theater for the new Top Gun movie. I cried like a little baby. Um, I went with my mom and my stepdad, so they saw me cry. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Top Gun, huh? We haven't seen it yet. I was a little, um, we were having like a little thing on Instagram because he didn't feel anything towards everything everywhere all at once. And, you know, I cried like a little baby in that movie. Uh, but he was like, I don't get, like, I don't get what the you know, the hype or whatever. But then he really cried at Top Gun, so. You're like, there's a heart in there. <laughs> there's a heart in there. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the last person to see you cry? Uh, you, yeah. Nathan, and Julie. Because they just <laughs> cried from the last question. <laughs> Two minutes ago. <laughs> I cry a lot on this podcast. <laughs> and now you, if you're watching. <laughs> Every time I wear black, you're going to cry? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but now every time you you put on a shirt, I'll be like, <laughs> you look amazing. Light colors. <laughs> Light colors shirt. I don't remember the last person to see me cry besides you. So when was it? I don't remember. We again, we cry. If you listen to this podcast, we cry a lot on this podcast. Lot. But also, you heard that I'm the first person to cry in movies and stuff. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, Julie, do you have someone who's seen you cry? I mean, it's got to be Nathan. Got to be Nathan. Yeah. I can't remember. Oh, I re. What was I crying about? I recently cried. It was like two days ago. It was something about content. Do you remember? It was like. I think I I think what it was is I was getting in my head about like what direction I'm going with my job. Mm-hmm. Like cuz I have an influencer management company that's going well that has like a good trajectory figured out, but also that started with a shift during the pandemic. So I have sort of like these unfinished careers that I started mm-hmm. that I, then I always feel like should I should I do anything with those now? Cause I kind of mm. stopped abruptly to do the management as a, as a pandemic shift. And so I was getting kind of like stressed about that. And then like, how does that affect social media, which is always changing. And then I want to help my clients with social media, but sometimes it's a lot. And I think I was thinking about it because my podcast episode that day was out about social media. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, Nathan, do you have just like a second to just talk through this? And Usually in my mind, I'm really thinking just five minutes to just talk through this. And then an hour later, I'm like, I don't Mm. know. if." Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I, yeah, I always get emotional when I'm talking about like my future, I guess. Yeah. It's a lot of Nathan's very good at helping me talk through it though. Yeah. Cry, cry. Just, just let it out. You know, advice to Mm -hmm. everybody. Do it. Nathan has some good good knowledge up in that noggin too mm-hmm. yeah he really he spits does. out the fire he spits out the fire um speaking of fire <laughs> <laughs> every single transition i know what is the scariest thing you've seen what is the scariest thing you've seen in a nightmare Ooh. Can I talk about mine? Yes, because we're going to end on a scary note. Yeah, we're we gonna, are. We, we are. have to add. This is some the last com- question, by the way. Everyone. We have to add some comfort at the end. Okay. Sure, maybe. We can try. <laughs> um, my scariest nightmare is a nightmare that I had in the sixth grade that I forever will remember. Wow, sixth grade. Mm-hmm. I a little thing about me is that I am a vivid dreamer. Okay. I can also often lucid dream. And if you don't know what lucid dreaming is, it's when you are realizing you're in a dream and you are controlling it, making decisions, and it changes, you know, the outcome, the action. But my dream that I had in the sixth grade was about my fifth grade teacher trying to punch me in the face. And this dream was completely in black and white and blue, black, white, and blue colors, and there was so only certain things that had a- additional color to it. So okay. if you can just imagine wow. that. Okay. okay. And I just remember being in a van, a black van, mm-hmm. and the car door falling off while I'm in mm. the car. Mm-hmm. The next thing you know, I'm trying to fix and pull the car van, a car, the car door from the van from falling off completely. And all I see is my fifth grade teacher running. Oh my god. Running like this. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Ah, 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 ah. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. 
going towards me uh-huh. and all I could think about was she's going to punch me in the face. <gasps> oh my God. She's going to punch me in the face. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh my God. All of a sudden, my cousin comes from the back of the seat and he closes the door shut mm. right as soon as mm. she's about to close it, uh, uh, punch me in the face. Uh-uh. And I was safe. <sighs> we get to the next destination, which is a gas station. My dad's filling up the truck with gas. Okay. I go into the gas station. I end up in the bathroom. Hmm. It turns into a speakeasy. No. Yes. Cool. <laughs> Where I then meet another woman in the How bathroom. How do you know what a speakeasy was at sixth grade? I didn't know what it was then, but now no, I know okay. what it was. All right. Because okay. I can picture it. I go into the bathroom. <laughs> We're looking in the mirror. Things to start. Things start to turn in color. Cool. Slowly. Cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, she has moles on her face. Uh, this sounds she, like a Pixar film. <laughs> she tells me that the more moles, beauty marks you have in your face, the prettier you are. Okay. And you're going to get into the speakeasy, the club. Okay. So I start to get, I find like this little like uh, makeup thing and I start to draw beauty marks on my face. Okay. And then we go into the speakeasy. Okay. This seems really happy. <laughs> okay. It does. <laughs> Okay, this is going to be a long story because it's very vivid. I can imagine in my head. Every single scene, the fifth grade teacher's there. Scary. Gonna, Scary running, gonna, running. Running. Like get out. Yes, like get out. Yeah. Every single scene that I go to, I think it's over. It's not over. No. She's like in no. the back trying to punch me in the face mm-hmm. everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Till this day, I don't know the meaning of that dream. All I know is that I was terrified of... This lady trying Wait, to punch so me in the face. Wait, so was it your actual fifth grade teacher? Yeah. That's scary. And she wasn't mean or anything. Yeah, that's scary. But she was very tall and she had a deep voice. Um, yeah, I'm a little scared. Yeah, I don't even remember her name. But I'm I remember scared of the, the, the visual The visual of, of running. <sighs> I could still adrenaline. Oh my gosh. Oh my wow. goodness. That's, I mean, the fact that you still remember that, it's traumatizing. Very vivid, especially the colors. That was the yeah, first the dream mm. that wasn't, you know, that was very specific, black and white, blue, and then some yeah, color it's like a movie mm-hmm. i love that you should make that a movie one day okay yeah i don't know what the story is gonna be but my my scariest thing essentially is i i get sleep paralysis a lot Ooh. and actually it's stopped in the last couple of years thank god <laughs> and that might be because i'm with you now <laughs> i don't have trouble sleeping at night that's oh. so cute Aww. anyway <laughs> what that feels like for those of you who've never had that before and there's visuals online because the myth is that a demon is sitting on your back and you can't get up what it feels like is that you can see everything around you but your body's actually asleep so you're trying to like wake yourself up like trying to scream like and then you're trying to open your eyes but you can't and you're trying to move your hands that's scary uh and one time it happened to me eight times that night eight times oh my gosh were you Eight sick times. at the time, like physically? Like mm, I was not super physically tired. sick. I was very tired and mm. always staying up very late. Because you know what I heard is if you're super, super tired or sick or something, sometimes you know how there's the different stages of sleep. And in stage four, your body does paralyze to help you get the deep rest and the yes. physical recovery. Well, sometimes I think when you're really tired, it's like you kind of are waking up in between stages. Like it's not working quite properly. Yes. So your mind wakes up while your body's still stuck. Your mind and, and your body are not. It feels like insane. so scary. It That's feels horrible. Scary. Yes. It's very scary for those no of you who haven't uh, like felt that. You're lucky. Congrats. Congrats. You just had a nightmare, right, Julie? I had a nightmare last night. Yes. Just last night. Wow. I was running away from something. Running. 
It's a theme. Yeah. I was, I was like fleeing for my life and we had to be discreet about it though. So it was at night and we had to get away from something. We had to like leave the country, like new identity type of situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, new identity. Maybe that's what it's about. <laughs> um, <laughs> like analyzing it. And I don't remember all the details. I just remember that we were at this stoplight that's like near my childhood home and we were driving a vehicle, but it was not an, an actual vehicle you'd see today. It was like almost like we were driving just the tire of a car kind of. It's like, <laughs> it was like small and I don't cool. even know how okay. it worked. Yeah. Dreams are weird. And we kept uh, like very annoying little accidents kept happening that would draw attention to us. And mm. I kept being like, <gasps> no, just leave it. Just leave it. Just leave it. We have to go, you know, like that type of thing. And I was so scared. And then that's it. We just, I woke up and I'm still running. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still running. Legend has it. I'm still running. (laughs) (laughs) Legend has it. Oh my goodness. Well, we had a lot of deep conversation in every single question, pretty much. Even the color one. (laughs) Even the color one that Julie thought was just going to be very shallow. Actually, all of us did. She actually manifested that it was going to be deep. She was like, yeah. who knows? We might find something deep from that yeah, one. Yeah, you did, Julie. Never uh, underestimate the Sweet or Savory podcast. Yes. Never underestimate it. And thank you for listening. Thanks to all who contributed on our Instagram, uh, those on Discord, our Glisten Up team. Thank you so much. And our friends at Kumu and One Down Media, our friends and family for supporting this podcast. It's in season one, thank you. Check out our podcast episode page for more debates like assumptions about us or top five Disney movies, which was an awesome episode. Or are we compatible based on our personality types and other polarizing topics? We want to thank, of course, our producers, Nathan Texan behind the camera. Have you said hi in this episode, by the way? Come say hi. Give the viewers a little looky-see. A look there he is. I was talking to Alyssa about maybe we do like a Filipino episode and you could guest host. Oh. <laughs> and we could try different Filipino foods and stuff. That sounds fun. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be fun. That'd yeah. be super fun. Let's do it. Julie, you can still be a part of it because you are an honorary married. Filipino. Yeah. yeah. Your kids Great. will be half. Your kids will be half. <laughs> yes. Uh, and of course, our lovely uh, Julie Texan. Oh, and the lovely. She's our lovely Julie Texan as well. <laughs> Uh, who actually has a podcast of her own. So check it out. It's called The Really Pretty Good Podcast. And it, you know, when I pull up my Spotify, it's like the first one there. That's so. right. It is. Oh, just kidding. Thank you. That's so nice. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us, interact with us on social media at Sweet or Savory Pod and email us at Sweet or Savory Pod at gmail.com. And check us out on Kumu as well every week as we discuss our new episodes and debate even more on our Sweet or Savory live stream show. Yeah, this one is going to have a lot of deep, uh, deep talk so join us on kikukumu after watching this yeah. yes also please rate review and subscribe and please tell your friends and family stay sweet or savory 